This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The Darkness Awaits. It's about to be a fun ride. Follow along, watch as we slide. Paranormal just hit the lights. Goosebumps all through the night. Mix in just a little bit of twain. That girl sure can't do a thing. Together, hillbillies go insane. Laugh so hard it'll hurt your brain. Podcast you won't ever change. These two here, they got the recipe. Sat on back and listen in to some of our darkest mysteries, eh? Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories. And now here's your host. Jerry and Tracy Pauly and their dog Ninja. Well, hello, peeps, and welcome to episode 105 Hillbilly Horror Stories. My name is Jerry, and I'm joined by, of course, my beautiful bride, Tracy. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? Do you still say bride when it's been like this long, or is that... Sure. I think that's nice. Okay. Well, it's better just... than the other B word. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Which sometimes would be more appropriate. <laughs> oh. Just saying. So, we got a couple of things we wanted to uh, start off with tonight. First of all, we are only nine reviews away on iTunes from hitting a thousand reviews. Oh my gosh. Yay. So, step it up this guys. Yay. More reviews. More reviews. Yeah, it would be awesome if we could somehow hit that this week. Which, a lot of weeks, that's what we do is eight, nine, ten. So Yeah. That's uh, great. Thank you guys so much. Yep. I mean, it's a lot. It's, it does. It helps to tr- show more than you would ever realize yes. as far as growing, which helps us get to bigger and better plateaus. Yeah. Just want a quick second to just let everybody know that, hey, if you're struggling, if you're going through a tough time right now, there's people out there who want to help you, people that you wouldn't even realize would reach out to you. And uh, you just got to give them an opportunity. I know uh, a lot of people out there just want to listen and give you a chance to get some stuff off your chest if that's maybe what the problem or maybe you just want to just chill with somebody for a little bit you know if you don't have friends or family members you feel comfortable doing that with always call the suicide hotline 1-800-273-8255 if you're not a talker and you feel more comfortable texting the text line is 741-741 and as always you can feel free to reach out to tracy or myself whether it be by cell phone whether it be through the group or our uh, Facebook page or just through email, instant messages, you name it, Twitter. We just want to be there for you guys. If you just want to talk, we'll be more than happy to talk with you. doesn't matter if it's night or day. I want to talk about New Orleans. We are leaving. This episode will be out Sunday night. We are leaving to go to New Orleans Tuesday morning. Now, we're going to make a couple of pit stops because we're going to go to the Dead Children's Playground in Huntsville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to Sauce Furnaces uh, mm-hmm. Then uh, later, either that day or the very next day. Then we're moving on to New Orleans. But a lot of people that were coming for the Potter and Love Festival already had their hotel rooms. They already had um, plane tickets and stuff like that. So we decided that even though the festival was canceled, we were still coming. Heck yeah. We've got uh, an itinerary that we posted in the group. I posted it, I think, on Twitter. I may or may not have. But I'm going to repost all those. So you can see what we're doing. We um, uh, The way I put it out on the Facebook group, like and I don't remember all the dates and everything right now because we kind of went through it once, but I know we're doing the Myrtle's Plantation at like 1 o'clock on Friday. Now, that's, that's like two and a half hours from New Orleans. It's not right there. But then we've got uh, one night we're doing, uh, or one, I think Saturday we're doing a cemetery tour during the day. So we've got like the time that we're doing that, and then we've got the uh, link 
to where you can buy tickets to the exact place we got ours. So if you yes. guys want to come to some of these events, uh, one night, I think it's Saturday night, we're doing dinner at an Italian restaurant called Mona Lisa's. So I put all that information. So if you go look at this, you'll see exactly what things that we're going to do. You guys are invited and can buy tickets if you want to come along and hang that with us. That would be amazing. That would be so fun, guys. Come on. And then it's Saturday night, since that's going to be our last night in uh, New Orleans, we're going to all hang out around 9, 10 o'clock at uh, Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop, which is the most haunted bar and the oldest bar nice. in the United States. Wow. I'd be scared. So I want to start off, obviously, by saying thanks to all of our military civil servants all over the world. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for keeping us safe. Thank you, who all of you who have sent in pictures. Oh, my gosh. To yes. put on our, our um, wall of honor. That is so awesome. I'm so glad that we got that wall up there because... When you can just put a face to somebody or your relative, it really touches your heart. So thank you guys so much for doing that. We we look forward to seeing all of you guys on there. If you want to see a bunch of uh, listeners and listeners' family members and stuff like that that served in the military or nurses or mm-hmm. police fire officers, fire firefighters, mm-hmm. stuff like that, go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and just click on the Wall of Honor. And I think you'll enjoy. I'm sorry, it's a wall of heroes, but it's a wall of honor. But of it's course. wall of heroes is the actual name name of it. And our shops there, and you can visit our sponsors and all that there. Mm-hmm. Easy. And if we have a live event coming up, you can click on that and get tickets straight from there, like the two that we've got coming up, October 20th, which is in Nashville with uh, the guys over at Graveyard Tales, EVP Mediums, and. Uh, then we've got Macab Melt. She's the young lady that makes our candles, mm-hmm. and she does like readings and. Um, all kinds of tarot cards and what do you call it? Ouija board readings oh, yeah. and stuff like that. She's pretty cool when it comes to that kind of stuff. But we're doing that. That's in Nashville at a place called Hell Nashville, which is phenomenal. They got all kinds of weird stuff in there that, you know, books by Aleister Crowley and mm-hmm. book, books on witchcraft. And then they've got like skulls and body parts and Yee. like animals and stuff in jars. And I could do it's, without that. Yeah, it's kind of kind of cool though. So they got that one. Then the following week, which mm-hmm. is the 27th of October, also a Saturday. We're going to be in Cincinnati with the guys from Ohio and Dana Marie from Twisted Philly. Man, we got some fun things coming up. And let me tell you about that show real quick, the one in Cincinnati. Uh, and it's not to take away from the other show. It's just that this is just, I guess, being right there in Ohio where the Ohio guys are mm-hmm. and all that. We started off at a place that seats 55 people. But in the first week and a half, we've already sold 23 tickets. Mm-hmm. So we changed that to a bigger venue. Okay. Uh, there's a place called Firehouse Grill. Mm, and yeah it's um we've got a private room there so there will be no outside interference we get to make up the menu they've got all kinds of cool stuff but we're going to make the menu up and it seats 100 people nice so come on out guys have fun with us 10 bucks tickets both of those shows go to the website and you can uh check check out and get tickets right there yeah i know it's so easy now thanks to tim Thank you, Tim. Yeah, Tim's done a great job. Natasha is doing the blogs. I want to mention that. Natasha's doing blogs up on the website as well, and she's got three of them up. She's got one on how we got started, one on uh, tarot cards, mm-hmm. and and people reading those and how that, uh, you know, I, the, the theory behind it and how it works, because some people just really didn't know. I know I didn't know. No, I have no and idea. And then this last one, she uh, does one on the, on the southern parts of the United States, and it was pretty cool. So she does a really good job with that. Uh, John's been reading tarot cards, uh, given like three cards to choose on the website or not the website, the, uh, the group, mm-hmm. but so that's really cool. So make sure you join our group so you can be a part of all this. We hit 5,000 members this week on our fan page. Nice. So Yay. It's, it's been very fun. So we thank you Gosh, guys. Gosh, we so love much. you guys so much. You're awesome. 
Are you ready to get into this show? I am so ready. You probably have no clue what the show's even on uh, this week, do you? Don't. You keep it a secret. I don't always keep it a secret. I might. You might think I keep it a secret because if I tell you three times, you still say you never heard it. I know that's true. So. True story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is on Lake Lanier in Georgia, and I know probably some of you, if you don't know anything about Lake Lanier, think how the hell's a lake haunted? Well, it's not. Oh. Not really. Lake Lanier um, is, well, I'll just get into it because it'd be easier than trying to explain it. Some places in the world seem to be more mysterious than other places. Would Mm -hmm. you agree? Oh, yeah. There are mysteries in some of these places that almost seem to be beyond comprehension. These mysterious places seem to be a magnet, more or less, for death, uh, strange incidents, and disappearances. Some would use the term cursed, and that's what's been used for Lake Lanier. Lake Lanier has long been associated with strange phenomena, weird creatures, and most of all, large number of strange deaths and unsolved murders. The question would be, what sets this lake apart from others? Why does it stick out and get talked about as far as being cursed? Well, a study of fatality statistics and casualty reports reveal that no patterns to the death at Lake Lanier, so every one of them is its own little entity. Hmm. Now, when compared to Lake Norman, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Altoona Lake in Georgia, despite similar visitation rates at Altoona and similar size and surrounding population at Lake Norman, Lake Lanier's body count, as far as death, far exceeds the other two. Wow. 675 people have died, and not all of the bodies were recovered since this lake came about in 1956. You're kidding. No. They don't know why, or was it like a boating accident? Well, it's all kinds of stuff we're going to get into, but a lot of it's very strange, as you're going to find out. So a little bit of history on the place. It lies in the northern part of Georgia, kind of sprawled out among the foothills of the Georgia mountains for 26 miles, okay? Mm -hmm. 258 feet deep in its deepest part. 59 square miles of water and 692 miles of shoreline. That makes Lake Lanier the largest lake in the state of Georgia. It's pretty big. It's even got islands. Oh, that's cool. Well, it, it is, but the islands were actually foot, large foothills before the lake was formed. Oh, so, well. Then you're going to find out a little more about that because technically this is a reservoir, not an actual lake. Mm, very interesting. So let's go back to the beginning. In 1948, the U.S. government bought a 100-acre farm from a ferry operator by the name of Henry Shadburn. They did this because they wanted to, to start a, a water project on the Chattahoochee River. This was not like for entertainment or, or just, you know, people to go out boating and all that stuff on. The reason that they wanted to start this was to build a hydroelectric plant that would supply power for the uh, city of Atlanta. So it's right there Mm -hmm. close to that area. They wanted to control floods there and also use it for water supply. In 1950, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers started constructing the Buford Dam on the Chattahoochee River. Now, it was completed in 1956, and then that's when they began the process of flooding the foothills to make the lake. Oh, wow. So it took five years for the lake to completely get... To the, oh filled to the gosh. level that they wanted to wanted it to be filled to. That's interesting. I always really kind of wondered about that, how long it would really take 
for that to happen. That's crazy. Well, I mean, normally when they do lakes, it's not like that. Normally well, yeah, it's the, because that's like the real deal. Yeah, normally they'll dig a hole yeah. and then fill that hole in. Well, this one is just, we're going to build up around it and we're just going to fill it in. Mm-hmm. During the five years that they were waiting for it to get to the, the level that they needed it, they bought up to 50,000 acres of prime farmland. I did it again. Of prime farmland and pristine wilderness. They moved more than 250 families, 15 businesses, and relocated 20 cemeteries along with their corpses. Oh, my, oh my gosh. <laughs> Boy, that was a task, I'm sure. As the lake got deeper and deeper, it devoured whole towns. You see, when the government bought all these businesses and houses mm-hmm. and stuff like that, they didn't get rid of them. They didn't tear them down. What do you mean? They just left them there, and they filled the lake over top of them. Why would why? <laughs> why would you do that? Because there was no point in, I guess, taking all the time to deconstruct everything or demolish everything. Oh, wow. So at the bottom of the lake is a complete underwater ghost towns. <gasps> I say a complete, but there were several little towns. Dude, fishes area. in there be like, yeah, look at what we're living in. <laughs> it's like literally like an aquarium where they got the yes. little cities and stuff like oh that. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So complete with buildings, houses, farmland, fields, bridges, toll gates, historical landmarks, forests, a river ferry business, and a racetrack called Loop Speedway, county roads, and other lakes are all combined into this giant lake. Dang, that's so crazy. If you walked along the bottom of the lake, you could literally see every one of those things <gasps> we just talked about. You know, that's really sad, but that'd be pretty cool, too. Even the ferries that were part of the, um, well, they were part of the land there. Because when they got bought up, remember the first thing they bought was from a ferry owner. But yeah. even even the ferries that got put out of business by the lake coming there, they're basically just sitting on the bottom and just rusting. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So the creepy history and the spooky presence of an underwater ghost town, abandoned ships, desecrated cemeteries, are far from the only strange things that happen here at Lake Lanier. It's developed a pretty sinister reputation for... I guess drawing death and and suffering to itself. Over the years, there has been an abnormal amount of death associated with Lake Lanier. These range from boating accidents, drownings, and even a bunch of drivers who lost control of their cars and ran off the road into the water. Oh my gosh. What is going on up in there? (laughs) What is happening? What is... (laughs) (laughs) You're a funny, funny boy. That's funny. But seriously, that's that's craziness. There is. There's a bunch of stories, too, that you're going to hear that kind of just... That you've heard nothing yet, trust me. There's stories out there of boats that hit something in the water, only to find out that there's nothing there. Uh, boats or other watercraft capsized for no apparent reason. Sudden dangerous rogue waves just seem to pop up without any kind of warning and almost seem to search out victims. So is it all over the lake or in just one certain area? No, it's all over. Oh my gosh, so you're not safe anywhere. Many of the drowning cases are somewhat odd. And I say odd because many of these things happen like really close to the shore. Mm-hmm. People that are really strong swimmers drown in very calm water really close to the shore. Well, and that's, that's just not something that, that normally happens. Yeah. 
There are uh, some reasons that Lake Lanier is said to be cursed. Some people that have almost drowned said that it was as if they were being pulled under the water or being held under by invisible hands. Another story heard from people who almost drowned is that the air just suddenly left their lungs and they immediately were exhausted. Oh, my gosh. See, that's why I don't like, I mean, I just don't like to swim in a lake or anything. I used to love it. I just don't like it anymore. I don't, I'm not into like. I mean, I don't know. You just never know what the heck's down in there. I mean. Wait do you hear later in the story oh, about geez. some of the stuff that may be down in oh, there. Oh, gosh. In some cases, people who drowned close to the shore have had their bodies turn up in positions, strange positions, far from where they actually died at. Well, well like what kind of position, I wonder? Well, I mean, just, I don't know, just weird positions. I don't oh. know. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm getting too technical here. <laughs> but speaking of weird positions. I just wanted to take a quick second to tell you a little bit about the sponsor for this week's show, Hems.com. Hems is basically the new wellness brand for men. Look, let's be honest, guys. Sexual performance issues are more common than you think. Over 25% of new ED cases are guys under the age of 40 years old. So when you've got 40% of men by the age of 40 struggling for to not be able to uh, maintain an erection, you've got to find a solution. So the easiest solution is 4hems.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, all for men. Now, this is easy. This is the whole thing. This is the whole reason I'm telling you this. You don't have to go to the doctor for an embarrassing visit. You don't have to stand in line at the pharmacy so everybody can hear, even though you're supposed to stand a couple feet back. Everybody can hear what you're there for. It can be embarrassing. It can be an ego uh, shot for you and just kind of put you down a little bit this is the easiest thing in the world to do go in to the website no you know snake oil pills or any of that crap that you get from the the little grocery store on the corner it's going to basically be log on to the website answer some questions they're going to put you in touch with a real doctor you're going to answer their questions and boom, next thing you know, you're going to have your prescription coming. This prescription is a generic for a, a pretty popular pill that most of you know about. Starts with a V. December 11th, it became uh, came off patent, so now you can get the uh, generic version of it. And that's how this happens. So what I want you to do is try hymns for a month today for just 5 bucks. We'll get you started for just 5 bucks while supplies last, so you got to do this quick. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Trust me, I know. Go to 4hims.com slash horror. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash horror. 4hims.com slash horror and get your uh, first month for just five bucks. Well, that wasn't awkward at all at that time. But uh, let's go back to the, what we were talking about before. Well, let's talk about some specific incidents that have actually happened here at the lake. In 2011, there were 17 deaths at Lake Lanier. Wow. Many to freak accidents. Now, this started bringing public attention to the, the dark and menacing history of the lake. It kind of went unnoticed until people started putting two and two together, and it started 2011. In 2012, the trend continued. There was a quick succession of violent death and horrific injuries that occurred that made national news. The very first was June 18th of 2012. This is when a nine-year-old little boy by the name of Jake Prince and his 13-year-old brother Griffin, they were riding on a pontoon out there on the lake, and a uh, boat that was speeding rammed into the pontoon, and it killed both of them. Oh, my 
my gosh. So do you mean like when it like hit it or did it come up on the pontoon? No, it was a speedboat that just rammed right into the pontoon. Oh, my gosh. It was driven by a gentleman by the name of Paul Bennett. The second incident, July 9th, just three weeks later, really was a famous story because it was 11-year-old Kyle Glover who was the son of Usher's ex-wife, Tamika Foster. Oh, yeah. This was Usher's son-in-law. Yeah. I mean, uh, stepson. He was riding out on an inner tube, him and a a little 15-year-old friend of his, and he was hit by a jet ski (gasps) that was ridden by a friend of the family. Oh, my gosh. So I remember I was watching some video on it, and like I said, it said that guy was a friend of the family. Now, the 15-year-old friend was seriously injured, but he pulled through with a full recovery. Kyle, unfortunately, passed away two weeks later after the accident. Oh, how horrible. It was July 21st, and they had to take him off of life support. Oh, my gosh. That poor guy must have felt just, just so horrible. Oh, I'm sure. These tragic accidents took the media by storm. And uh, before long, Lake Lanier was talked about as the cursed and called a death trap and everything else that that the news and social media could muster up. Many said that it was a a vile, evil place and should be avoided. And after we're hearing some of these stories. Well, yeah, I mean, mean, after they kind of put those two things together, you would think they would say, no, you can't do anything in this lake anymore. Yeah, but there's, you can't really do that because most of these things just do sound like accidents. I mean, it's not like there's a shark running around in there. Mm -hmm. Or is there? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) These were the most high profile deaths that occurred in in Lake Lanier. And these types of deaths have been happening there since basically it opened to the public. But these are the ones that really, you know, it took, 50, 60 years to really get to the public's attention. In addition to the freak accidents and drownings that seem to plague this area, Lake Lanier has also been a site of very bizarre, mysterious deaths and disappearances that still remained unsolved today. That is crazy. And we're going to talk about a few of them. One (sighs) of these was a Georgia man by the name of Kelly Nash. Now, Nash was 25 years old. He went missing from his home in Buford, Georgia on January 5th, 2015. So it's only a couple of years ago. This case is a really strange one because what happened was he woke up at 4 a.m. with flu-like symptoms. He was coughing. He was sneezing. He told his girlfriend, uh, Jessica Sexton, that he felt terrible and he should probably go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, they both went back to sleep and she wakes up. It's 7.30 in the morning. So it's only been, what, three hours yeah. later. He's not there, though. He's oh, not gosh. in the bed. And... His wallet's still there. His ID's still there. His car keys are still there. So the police were called out that evening because he still hadn't made it home. You know, of course, you know, the police won't do anything for... Oh, yeah, which is stupid. The police discovered that a 9mm gun that he had was gone. Mm -hmm. That's the only possession of his that was not there. So they launched this massive search. They involved the authorities, the family, friends, dogs that were specially trained to sniff out dead bodies... They went all out for this. There was a $50,000 reward that was offered. No trace at all. One month later, on February 8th, his badly decomposed body was found by a fisherman. Oh, no. He was still wearing the pajama pants and the black shirt that he went missing with. So there was basically no trauma at all to the body, but he had suffered a single gunshot wound to the head. Now, there's lots of mysteries. I mean, that's trauma to the body. What the hell? Well, just saying he had, there wasn't a bunch of bruising and stuff oh. like that. So there's 
lots of mystery that surrounded this case. It was never determined whether it was a suicide or a murder. No one's clear why he got up in the middle of the night and just left in in his sleep clothes. Well, yeah, it was, and it's freezing, I'm sure. It was in January, right? No, I don't think I don't think it was in January. I think you said January. I think I said August. No, <laughs> no. Okay, you were right. It was January, and they found the body in February. So yes, it was cold. So yeah, listen, you hear me? But anyway. <laughs> You're getting me sidetracked here. Sorry, honey. No one knows why he got up in the middle of the night and left with his slip clothes and, and how he ended up in the lake. All we know is he's got a single gunshot wound. And oh, my gosh. By all so accounts, awful. he wasn't suicidal. Well, no, no. None of this. And then he wakes up in the morning and just says he thinks he needs to go to the doctor. Yeah, that is really and weird. And the next thing you know, he's up and he's gone and dead. Oh, my gosh. That poor girl. I mean, she must have been like, what the crap? And to know she was sleeping through all this. Another mysterious case is of 16-year-old Hannah Trulove. Now, Hannah was a, a Gainesville High School student who went missing May 24th of 2012 from an apartment complex near Lake Lanier, where she lived with her mom. Mm-hmm. The following day, her body was found in a wooded area by the lakeside by another resident. She had been stabbed multiple times, yet it was unclear if the wounds were even life-threatening. The cause of her death wasn't immediately evident. The authorities did rule out drowning, though. So what makes this case even creepier is there was a series of tweets that Hannah sent out just a little bit earlier in that day that expressed her unhappiness with basically living in that apartment complex. And her fear of a stalker. Oh, so she was, then she was scared of something. So she said in these tweets, now, one of these tweets said, so scared right now. That's all that it said. Now, her dad said that Hannah had never mentioned anything at all about discontent in the apartment complex or a stalker or anything like that. He said she hadn't acted any differently in the days leading up to her death. Authorities never found any evidence that the tweets might actually, you know, be a lead or something like that or alluded to um, anything that might find them an answer, nor did they have any leads or suspects despite a major investigation. None of the residents of the, of the apartment complex heard anything or saw anything suspicious on the day that she went mes- missing. Do they have not have, like, security cameras or anything, I wonder? They I, probably didn't even think to... No, I'm sure they thought of that. Police are pretty good about thinking yeah. about simple things like looking at security, but apparently there that's was nothing so, on there. That's scary. There were numerous pleas from um, the family and from the media, but Hannah's death still remains a mystery today and is still unclear of what her reason for her death was. Oh, my gosh. And the coroner couldn't even tell as far as... I don't guess. Wow. One of the most talked about deaths associated with Lake Lake Lanier goes all the way back to 1958, just two years after the lake was completed. This is also the reason that the uh, only ghost story associated with the lake came to be. So in April 1958, a young woman who worked at the Riverside Military Academy by the uh, name of... Delia Parker Young went out for a night of fun with uh, her friend Susie Roberts. They were going to go to a bar called Three Gables in Dawsonville, Georgia. They were in Delia's 1954 Ford. Now, this was a trip that they was never going to come back from. Oh, my gosh. See, now I'm getting scared to go on vacation. And an investigation (laughs) would show that they stopped at a gas station and left without paying. 
Well, that's not good. Karma. Karma's a biatch. The only clue left at all at this scene was the fact that there were some skid marks across the road, which would lead people to suggest that the, the car slid off of a Lanier Bridge and into the water. Wow. But no car was ever found. Oh, they never found a car? No. At least not at that time. They never found their bodies either? Well, divers were brought in, but they were unable to see through the uh, the water because everything, the visibility was so bad murky. because it's murky. Mm-hmm. I can imagine this water's murky all the time when you got cities and yeah, yeah. you well, got a forest underneath yeah. the damn water and all that stuff. It's not your normal uh, thing. So anyway, but the, the masses of cut off tree trunks made it hard for them to be able to see anything down there. Because mm. keep in mind, there's all these trees that they cut off. Yeah. That are, for 18 months, police were unable to find any clues to lead them to the missing women or the car. But it was uh, then that a fisherman by the name of C.A. Simpson made a gruesome discovery. A badly decomposed body floated to the surface of the lake. The corpse couldn't be positively identified at the time, but it was thought to be Delia Parker Young. Wow. You know, i got to say something about these divers that... That is their job to do this stuff. I'm telling you what, I don't know how in the world they can do it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's bad enough that they're they're deceased, but then to have to pull them out of the water the way they come out, I I don't know how in the world they do it. Yeah, that would be kind of Oh my gosh. So there was something strange about this corpse though. Both hands were missing and two toes from the left foot were missing. Now keep in mind the last we heard of these young women is is there was skid marks that looked like that they had went off yeah. the road. Now all of a sudden we find this body that they believe is the, this young lady. Right. They don't they can't positively say, but they think it, it's it's Delia. Well, because they can't use their fingerprints now. Well, I mean, yeah. I think even though so, after a while, don't that go away? Well, I don't know. I just know that um, she doesn't have hands and oh, she's missing gosh. two toes. So what would be the reason for that? Bless her heart. Dang. It was never discovered how this happened or what the reason was for the amputations. Mm. With no way of knowing the corpse was Delia, they decided to eventually bury her in an unmarked grave at the Alta Vista Cemetery. Now, the body of Susie Roberts and the car remained missing. It would be decades later before they would eventually get another break in this case. That would be November 1990. Keep in mind, this happened in 1958. Wow, that long. That's crazy. In 1990, they started doing construction on an expansion of the Lanier Bridge. Mm -hmm. Construction crews were dredging along the bottom of the lake to make sure everything was straight so they could set up pillars for the expansion, and they uncovered a rusted-out 1954 Ford, which had the remains of a human body. Oh, my gosh. The car had been hidden between tree trunks, mud, and other debris, was in 90 feet of water on a steep slope. The body was decomposed to the point of being unidentifiable, but it was able to be ID'd as Susie Roberts from the belongings that it had on it. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I guess she had, like, maybe watches or jewelry or something like that. Oh, well, you would think those things would be rusted out and, like, I mean, that's a Well, but I don't know what it was, but something that she had on her that just told them that was her. So in light of this discovery, it was then verified that the other body was indeed that of Delia Parker Young. Mm. So they changed the headstone to oh, actually good. have her name and everything good. on it. And then they buried Susie Roberts right next, next to her. Next to her. Oh, my gosh. How sad is that? This is the oldest case on record with the lake. 
and probably mostly forgotten these days, Aww. especially with all the other stuff. Now, I did spawn one of the area's most persistent and frightening urban legends. It said that a ghostly woman in a blue dress, missing her hands, can be seen walking up and down the length of the Lanier Bridge. Delia always wears a blue dress, and that just happens to be the dress that she was wearing oh, when she went missing. Oh, man. Bless her heart. That's really sad. She's known as the Lady of the Lake, and it's said that she's searching for her missing hands. Oh. I mean, I don't know what she's going to do with them when she finds them. I mean, she wasn't a surgeon. <laughs> Well, it's not like you can just she wants to one. put her little rings back on there or something. <laughs> it's a woman, you know. Do we remember we talked earlier about people saying that uh, that almost drowned, saying that they felt like somebody was pulling them under or holding them underwater. Mm-hmm. Could Delia be the culprit? <gasps> oh, why was no? Why would she do that? I don't know. Why would she want to do that? Some people feel like that she draws people. The lady of the lake lake draws people in mm-hmm. to their death. You know. Like a deathbed or something. Aww. Now, there's another entity out there. There's a man on the raft. Okay. There's been reports of a mysterious raft with a lantern and a pole. Mm-hmm. There's a shadowy figure that's on the raft that pushes the raft along with a pole. You've seen that before, right? Yeah. People raft and they, like, especially when it's like low line. You yeah, know, of course. Not very much water. And supposedly, it just appears and disappears out of nowhere. In one particular incident, there's these two fishermen, right? Mm-hmm. It's 1 a.m. It's a cold autumn morning. They're out in a rowboat, and they see this raft. And at the time, the raft was about half a mile away in about 45 feet of water. That's a lot of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the rider was pushing it with the pole, which would have been useless in 45 feet of water. Well, yeah, they ain't well, got unless, the pole that big. Because you had a 46-foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's not going to work. So... He shouted something to the fishermen and then jumped into the water and swam towards them. Well, this scared the crap out of them. They thought that this man was some kind of a nut job or something. He was coming to do some kind of harm. So they started reeling their lines in real quick so they could just get the hell out of there. At that point, the lantern on the raft went out. So they had one of these big spotlights. Mm -hmm. So they turned it over towards there, but there was no raft. Oh, wow. There was no raft. There was no man on the raft. And the water on the surface was extremely calm. So nothing had been there. Oh. And they never saw the raft again, but it scared the crap out oh, of them. Oh, I'm sure it did. So remember earlier when I mentioned something about this would really make you think twice about getting in there? Yeah. And I said, you know, is there a shark? Yeah. Well, there's not sharks. Oh, well, that's, I guess, good. But there are giant catfish. Oh. <gasps> Them things are mean. Local fishermen have said that there are giant catfish that reach between five and seven feet long. Oh, my gosh. It said that they've swallowed dogs that got too close to the water, and they've attacked swimmers and divers. They supposedly really love the deep water that's over by Buford Dam. So there's been several reports from divers who've actually had to go down to inspect the dam or to fix bridges or something like that who've seen the fish. Some divers have refused to go back in the water. No way. I wouldn't. <laughs> One of the most popular tales about this is there was a truck that was carrying a bunch of chickens in the 1980s, live chickens. Yeah. And uh, it plunged off off of Thompson Bridge, and it sank to the bottom of the lake. Oh, God. Them and, catfish were in heaven then, I guess. Well, they sent some divers down there just to kind of check out the wreckage, see what was going on. And they said they were horrified to find that these catfish were in like a feeding frenzy. Oh. They were swallowing chickens whole. <gasps> 
<laughs> oh, see, if you're going to do that, why can't you just savor the flavor? Why can't you just eat them slow if you're going to do that? These catfish were uh, said to be the size of a 12-year-old boy. Oh, what? That's what they said. <laughs> no way. Other stories tell of fishermen that actually hook into some of these giant catfish, and they drag their boat around the lake. So what are they? They got, must have some miracle grow mm-hmm. down in there somewhere. It's, it's unclear if the reports are true or exaggerated, uh, if there actually are these catfish down there to begin with. Jesus. Now, as far as, well, think about it. You've seen videos. I've seen videos of these giant catfish. Oh, I have on. too. I don't know that any of them are in like a little a lake like that, but... You know, catfish can live to be a very long time, mm-hmm. and if they're in a big lake like that and nobody's catching them, it wouldn't surprise me that there'd be a bunch of them that big. I don't. I really, out of everything in the story, that was the most believable I've ever mm. heard. I don't really see an issue with that. No, I mean I don't either. But it's scary as crap. Now if they said they were like fifteen feet or something, but five to seven feet. I mean that's yeah, that seems very doable. Oh yeah. Now, we talked about the lady to lake earlier, and some say, you know, like I said, she lures people in to be victims. Truthfully, what they think is going on out here is that swimmers get trapped among the deadfall of the tree trunks mm-hmm. and the towns that remain underneath there. And that maybe, is crazy. Maybe just because there's whole cities and stuff like that underneath that it causes the uh, like the tides and stuff to just be so different. So, most of the people know that there is... The city under there, most of yeah. the people that, they you know, that's in the mm-hmm. lake. Mm-mm. They said even expert divers fall victim when they get tangled up with the murky depths of Lake Lanier. So. Yeah, it'd be one thing if it was clear water and you could see, but man, why are you? Why would you right. even do that? So the saying around there is that uh, Lake Lanier never gives up its dead. Oh, well, that'd be one place we will not be going, <laughs> not even to visit. Nope. So that is our story on Lake Lanier. Wow, that is really amazing. Because to know that there's like a whole city under that thing. I mean, honestly, I would like to see that. But then I don't want to chance going in that water. I don't know that you would get a chance to see it anyway. Because it'd be some, so far down. Well, in some cases, that, that water was really deep. You yeah, would, that's You would literally true. have to be an experienced diver just to even get to the bottom to of the some far, of that stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, that ain't happening. So, so I mean, you think about even right, right there, we were talking about 45 feet of water. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. Oh, uh-uh. I mean, you're talking Look, I'm in the five feet of water, and it's above my head. You're, look, so. you're talking about a four-story building just yeah. at, at that level. Mm-hmm. No, thanks. <laughs> I'll pass. All right, guys. We're going to do some quick um, reviews, iTunes reviews. We got Troll, LOL, OK, Little Red 84, James X. Keith, and Mike in the Hermitage. And then the last but not least, Lovely Loral. I think it's Laurel, not Laurel. Okay, lovely Laurel. That sounds much better. Thank you guys for your reviews. (laughs) We love, love, love them. Keep them coming, please. And then uh, Patreons, we've got Christy McElroy, Steve Hawkins, Stephanie Walter. She actually upgraded her account. Thank Thank you, you doll. Then we got Michelle, I think it's Shattuck. Could be Shattuck. Mm-hmm. But either way, I'm sure I got it right one of those two ways. Barry Leadham, thank you so much. Maria and Brandon Siegley. And the last one is a special one. We've got Andrew Tory, And Andrew, your beautiful bride, got this for you as a birthday present because your birthday is coming up. I believe, if I remember correctly, it's the 25th of August. Uh, my birthday is just a couple of days before that. So we wanted to take the time to be able to tell you 
very happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Andrew Tory. Andrew, happy birthday to you. Well, guys, thank you so much. That's the end of our show and the end of most people's eardrums. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Have a great week. Hey, Hillbillies, if you guys enjoy what we do here on the show every week and appreciate all the hard work we put into it, consider being one of our Patreon supporters. All you got to do is go to our website, hillbillyhorrorstories.com, click on the tab for donations, and you'll see the Patreon link right there. Click on it, and you can go to our Patreon page. Then you will have a decision to make. You can choose the $1, the $3, the $5, or the $10 donation. Each one gets you different things a month. But regardless, you get some free stuff. Just check out the bonuses under each tier and you'll see what you get for free for that month. But you'll get something free regardless. Also, if you'd like to buy any Hillbilly Horror Story merch, you're also in the right place on the website, hillbillyhorrorstories.com. Just click on the store page and see whatever it is that you like. Click on a few links, send a little bit of money, and your item will be on its way. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. We love you. We thank you. And we appreciate you.